Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have Mike Muzzin on the show to talk to us about modern day bartering. And the reason that I'm so fascinated by this topic is that over the last few months with the whole COVID situation going on, I've spent a lot of time reading about the economy, economics, the history of different economies, the history of money, and bartering always comes up. And here's Mike who walks in. He's been a longtime Rockstar member, and he is basically with iTex Canada here, right here in our own backyard. He is taking bartering and made it completely modern. So wait till you hear how companies all through the GTA and right across Canada are using bartering to trade with each other. This is to me a fascinating story of how economies evolve within the bigger economy. So he breaks it down for us. It really is a fascinating subject for myself. Mike is a great guy. Him and his father have been longtime Rockstar members. So we are very grateful for that. So just all around good guy. We start off talking about all things non-bartering. We talk about the Leafs and wine and a bunch of different stuff. So bear with me while we get started into the conversation. Um, and if you are listening to this, I just want to call something out today, or I think it was actually like a few days ago now, um, the Toronto Star put out an article discussing how, or reporting how Toronto is the fastest growing city in North America in 2019. This is a big deal because I feel like real estate investors, it's still probably the most overlooked thing by real estate investors. Just the population growth that we have in this particular area of the country is fascinating to me. Nick and I have been watching this for years and we've been trying to call it out, screaming it from the top of our lungs for years that the population growth in the greater Toronto and Golden Horseshoe area is unprecedented. And now in 2019, we are the fastest growing metropolitan center in North America. So if you're listening to this and still haven't looked at some of this data, as a real estate investor, we think you should. We put out a report on this a little while ago called Ontario's Population Explosion, The Untold Story. If you don't have a copy of that, you can get it at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. And the report you're looking for when you get to that page is Ontario's Population Explosion, The Untold Story. And we break down some of the data, some of the immigration data, some of the transportation changes, some of the maps of the Golden Horseshoe so you can see how the urban sprawl is making its all way around the Golden Horseshoe. And we can all agree or disagree whether this is good or bad, but what it is is definitely a fundamental factor in a, that it is affecting the real estate market. And I think sometimes everyone will talk or the media will talk a lot about prices, but they don't dig underneath and un understand some of the factors that are affecting the prices, things like interest rates, things like population growth. And as a real, a sophisticated real estate investor, you need to understand this stuff. So if you want some of the data that we've put together, you can get that report at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. The one that you're looking for is called Ontario's Population Explosion, The Untold Story. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Mike Muzzin from iTex. And why were you talking to Jake Muzzin's mom? <laughs> oh, well, because our family connection, right? The Muzzin What's, last name. Oh, there's a family, like a le legit family connection there? Yeah, there's not many pull Muzzins around. Pull the mic around. close if you want it. Pull it however you need to pull it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, we the family connection, there's not many Muzzins around. Uh, we have them in Toronto. There's Muzzins in Woodstock, Windsor, BC. There's not too many around. But when, when Jake Muzzin, uh, you know, was... First of all, when he made the Team Canada the World Cup in 2016... That sort of put our last name on the map. And then when... This is exciting shit, man. Yeah, yeah. And then when he got traded, it was like, you know, because we thought it was going to be... We th initially, when we heard the deal was going to go down, it was like a rumor. And then when it actually happened, it was like, you know, I got screenshots of Muzzin on the Leafs and it's like fantastic. So yeah, that's we all so have jerseys cool. and it's great. Yeah, yeah, Damn. I don't know if there's any hope of a Karadza ever being on the Leafs. You never oh, know. This went from a fun story to now I'm being depressed. <laughs> We're no, no, the Karadza last name. I know the village in Croatia where these people come from. And let me tell you, there is not many. 
And if last names go the way of, you know, where, where, where I guess more and more women are carrying on the last name. I need to, I need to pull that off because there's so many girls in our family. I really need, I need to promote this concept to, for, or else my son has a lot of weight on his shoulders. But yeah, in Canada, there are not many Karadzis around, you know, tiny, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny group. So, so I don't know if there's genuinely any hope for a Karadza Toronto Maple Leaf. Maybe. You, you never know. And, and may, I was going to say, maybe it's a, a, a grandson uh, one day. You yeah, never know. Yeah, okay. Oh, my, okay. Well, I'm happy again. There bring you me, go. You're bringing me. <laughs> God, that's so we cool. Pulled you back. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, and I was just, uh, we were just talking, I was just mentioning to Mike as we got kicked off here, I'm ready for the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year because this is obviously the year the Leafs are going to win because the Leafs need a kind of a mess up year so all the anti-Leaf fans can say the asterisk of it like it didn't really count and there was a break so in my mind we are done we are winning it's a lock because every other nhl fan will have the reason on why it doesn't count but i don't care when we win i I just mentioned to you i'm going to be at the parade with my social distancing hula hoop if that's what it takes to be at the parade i I love it let's spray paint a circle around you yeah (laughs) this is my hula hoop my safe spot can you imagine there's a parade and it's all circles everywhere like in trinity park Oh my gosh, that would be awesome! The and visuals you just stand o- in your circle. The visuals over top of oh like a, no. like three million. Oh no, people circles. in circles. Oh my god, you know what? It, it's a crazy world. I was watching. I was home uh, home for lunch because I go home for lunch now. Um, since this all happened, because we live close to home, so I feel like I'm in grade school again. Where like I go home for lunch, and I go home for lunch, which. Uh, as an aside, I didn't realize how much money you save when you go home for lunch. It's an incredible amount of money. But I go home for lunch and. The other day, Doug Ford was on and he was announcing other communities that were going to come into phase two. And I was sitting there with my son eating and then he started to say the regions and I've never felt like I was being let out of jail before. I'm like, say Halton, say Halton. <laughs> and then he said Halton. And we're like, yeah. Halton. And then I'm looking around like, what kind of world, what kind of wacky world are we living in where I feel like, you know, we're all. And then my father right away, because he lives in Mississauga, so he's in pool and uh, 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 Peel. And uh, he's just, you know, so pissed off and upset like that generation normally is and you know this is garbage that we're not allowed to be over this is pure garbage <laughs> what about those guys who have like what about the the etobicoke mississauga oakville borders you know yeah. and then there's like okay well on this side you're in this stage totally. and on this side you're in the well i think on steel isn't it in toronto on steels i think on the north side of steels you're not allowed to be open on the south side of steels i hope it's steels uh, the is it the other side? I think it's the other oh, way Sorry. Around. So north side, you're allowed to be open. Yes. South side, you can't be. Yeah. It's... How ridiculous is that? I wonder if that changes the real estate values in the future. Think about it. If you're a restaurant and you have the choice of being on one side of the street or the other, you might as well choose the north side of the street, right? Because think... if it ever happens again, you know you might have a chance of being open. But, but Tom, the second wave is coming in like three months. Oh. Just, just the media will tell you. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know everything the media will. Listen. I've been telling, so my friends who are, are tracking all this stuff, I'm like, listen, I've been fighting the central banking system for a long time, talking about interest rates and inflation and how we're all getting robbed if you don't own assets. I don't have time to fight another battle. <laughs> so I tell all my friends, you guys look into that one. I got my hands full with the central bankers over here. Like there's more I need to know. We got a new Bank of Canada governor um, uh, in, in Canada this month. I don't even know his name. His first name's Tiff. That always, I like that name. Is it McDonald? I want to say Tiff something. And uh, yeah, no, he's. Uh, and he, he's going to do a talk that's open to the public through a webinar next week. One of our members, Fadi, sent it over to me and I immediately uh, registered for it because you can submit questions. So I put in my questions and I was all excited. I'm like, Nick, I put in my question form. I'm, I'm attending because I'm like, if there's a chance to, to speak live to our Bank of Canada governor, I want that opportunity. So uh, I'm definitely, they don't even know who, <laughs> they don't even, there's gonna be, they're gonna think who's this psycho no. Tom guy raising their hand on the call wanting to ask a question. Yeah, the, the video, your, your hand yeah. just keeps going Hi, up. It's Tom from Rockstar Real Estate and I really have some important questions for you. <laughs> I'm sure CSIS is checking you out right oh, now. Oh no, I know, I know. You know, it's funny you say that. I used to work for uh, customs at the airport and I dealt with CSIS and they would, one time they came and they showed us a picture of a gentleman they thought was coming through the airport. We all had to keep on the lookout for him. It was the first time I felt like it was in a James Bond movie or something. You know, we didn't see him. We didn't find him. No, maybe but, he was there. Was in disguise. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Anyway, we're uh, we're way off uh, off track here. But uh, thank you for the bottle of wine. Um, yeah, you're empathy, very welcome. Empathy bottle of wine. 
that's Gary Vaynerchuk's, that's his, when did he start this empathy wine? This was like a project for him of some sort. Yeah, I believe he started it last year and then he has, um, I guess he has distribution and it's, it's very limited, but I think it's part of the business model. And he's, so, rele- he's releasing it like shoes. Correct. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any of those shoes, by the way? Like limited release shoes? No. Well. Oh, his shoes. His shoes. No, but I met somebody who was wearing his shoes and knows that I was following Gary Vaynerchuk. And they quickly pointed it out to me that they, I think it was a K-Swiss. Yes. K-Swiss shoes. That he has the relationship. Yeah. With. Do you have those shoes? I have, I think, two pairs. Oh, cool. But okay. I haven't. They're still in the box. Oh, no way. I'm a collector guy, oh. so I, I have a lot of memorabilia. Wow. So when 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 boosts uh, were really the thing, so those are the Adidas shoes. I don't know if you know the Ultra Boosts. Um, they were like, I guess about two years ago now, you couldn't even get your hands on these things. And we were in New York walking around, and I had horrible running shoes on that kind of looked cool, but the sole was like paper thin. And I pulled into an Adidas store with my family because I'm like, I, I'm getting bl- like, I have to get shoes. And they had just released these Ultra Boosts that apparently you can't get. My son was really just getting into this at this point. So he's like, Dad, these are really nice. You get these. So they were, I looked at the price. I'm like, oh, these are pretty expensive. But ah, what the heck? You know, we're in New York. We're at this flagship Adidas store here. I'll get them. I put them on. We get home. One of Aiden's friends is like, does your dad know he's wearing shoes that can like resell for X amount of dollars? So I didn't even realize that I had just bought, because they're so popular. The demand. The demand for them on the resale market is is more, you'll get more for them on the resale market than from the stores. And I didn't even realize I'm walking around with these shoes. So I'm the guy who buys shoes that you shouldn't wear and just totally wears them out in the rain. You know I'm, what? I'm, I'm that guy. I, <laughs> I'm that uh, guy. How do I put this? I, I, I love the um, the effort. I, I, I love the... <laughs> What's the word? I'm not getting the right word, but I, I love your style. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't wear them. My son has a few uh, Air Jordans and stuff that he protects and things like that. So in our house, we have a few of these things. But now we've gotten into playing cards. And I blame Gary Vaynerchuk for that because I mentioned it to my son. So I have a Dame. So we got into it and I got a Damon Stoudemire. I got to talk to you about iTex if they ever do, if you ever do playing card stuff on iTex. We, we, uh, we, we get cards. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, sure. Because uh, I got a Damon Stoudemire signed rookie authenticated. And my son is like, who the heck is Damon Stoudemire? <laughs> so this card's never going to be worth anything. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's the number, the first draft pick that the Raptors ever yeah. had. Mighty Mouse. And uh, so that was mine. And then, uh, yeah, we're hunting down a few other cards. There's a couple of Raptor cards that uh, I have a big hopes for that I can't mention. Publicly, okay. Okay. I got big plans for these cards. But uh, that's our thing right now. But anyway, thank you for the wine. Really, really, you're, you're you're more than welcome. My thought was, well, I kind of want to see Tom and Nick fight over it, but yeah, yeah, totally. totally. You know, maybe you guys can Nick, share it Nick together. Just walked in behind you there, so I'm just going to point it. Yeah, I'm going to point. Well, that him. or hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm don't give let him, him half a glass. I'll give him half, half a, glass. a glass. You know what I'll say? I'll say I need to take it home because I have to chill it. I have a little wine yeah, fridge. Of course, I should be the one in charge of this. I know how to handle this, Nick. You don't really. You're the younger brother. He can you have, have a sip. <laughs> He can have a sip. <laughs> a little, a little shot, shot glass. I'll put a little sip. But um, so how, I, I don't even know how we uh, have come to know each other. I feel like it was your father who joined the Rockstar Inner Circle membership. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. And then through that, you you were, he, he must have convinced you or tricked you to come to some of our events. You're, come on, don't say that. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Rockstar fan. Yeah, huge. Cool. <laughs> my, my thing with it, like in the initial... I guess exposure. What? Well, yeah, my dad was a huge fan. Became a member, and started getting material, marketing material. He'd share it with me. And this is many years ago now. How long? Maybe six, eight feel, years ago. Yeah, eight. I feel like eight or is it eight? I feel like that. Yeah. And um, and I instantly became a fan, and I loved the branding from the outset. And then I just started digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And then I was like, I gotta talk to Tom and Nick. And then I went to, uh, went to different events, and I've went to your previous location on Cross. Like, yeah. So big fan. I, yeah. Cool. I talk about it with many people yeah, yeah, and cool. uh, encourage it always. It's uh, I know not to get sentimental, but I mean, I think you do so much for Canadians and giving them an educational perspective, whether it's the um, highly desirable economic update <laughs> or, or just in person and, and sharing you, you sharing time, uh, you and your brother sharing time with them and, and just giving them insight into the market and real estate and, the economic landscape. I think it's wonderful what you guys do. And I really do appreciate it just for myself, but I know my dad does as well. Cool. You're too, you're too kind. Remind me, where did you grow up in the city? I didn't grow up in the city. Where did you grow up? Yeah. Remind me. Um, I I know this, but I've forgotten. I was born in Port Credit 
Um, Why are you apologize? You're putting your hands up like you're apologizing. Well, because I'm, I was I'm born. from Mississauga. I'm, I'm born. I'm actually born in Toronto. It was but I grew Applewood, up in right? Isn't no, that a Rockwood area? Like Rockwood. Dixie, Burnhamthorpe. Yeah. yeah. So, and I grew up in Scarborough. I don't really tell anybody that. Yeah. So yeah. keep that's keep just keep yeah, that. Yeah. Listen, you and I. when you grow up in Mississauga, you automatically look at people from Scarborough like you kind of tilt your head. You know, oh, really Scarborough. But then, I, then I had friends from Scarborough who looked at Mississauga in the same light. Like, oh, really? You grew up in Mississauga? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So there was that like mutual disrespect for each other. Right. <laughs> either side of the city and then as you get older you feel bad right yeah, it goes then from afterwards, well, then I, yeah then afterwards i'm like met all these great people from scarborough i'm like oh geez like why was i like that about scarborough you know yeah so i, I grew up in scarborough um lived in port credit for a few years and then my parents moved to caledon and that's really where i grew up i grew up there i spent 25 years there oh yeah that's a nice spot to grow up yeah, yeah it was amazing childhood and we grew up at forks the credit like it was just an amazing area to grow up in and then um played hockey growing up I did. Uh, I started at three, and um, oh, like don't all Muslims start at three? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And Dude, um, you should be a leaf, right? You should be somehow involved with the Leafs. You're probably too old to play right now. How old are you? I'm young enough to still play. No, how old are you? Yeah, I'm, that's I'm why I'm 40, hesitating. I'm 43. So if Chris yeah. Chelios can do it at yeah, 46, you can too. I, yeah. I still have a I have a sliver, a yeah. sliver of a chance. Yeah. And um, <laughs> thanks for entertaining me or, or <laughs> you know, being patient with me there. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I, uh, I grew up in Caledon and then I, um, I have an uncle that I'm close with and, uh, he's actually a real estate broker and, uh, he's in Etobicoke and then I, so I mean, I spent a lot of time in Etobicoke and then I ended up meeting my wife who, um, was from Scarborough. And, um, so I, I always tell her like, I saved you from yeah. Scarborough. <laughs> and then she says, I saved you from living in the country all yeah, your life. Yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up settling in, uh, in Etobicoke. So we live uh, cool. down by the water, like Long Branch, Alderwood yeah. area. Oh, nice spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love the area there. So Yeah, that, that's cool. I, I feel like I had some friends that grew up in that area. And anytime I'd go in that area, I'm like, this is a cool part of the city to grow up in. Just, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, we um, love it there. And then, um, sorry, just back to the hockey thing for a second, because I feel like you have some hockey connections. I don't know why, other than Muzzin. Do you, did you play hockey for long? Yeah, I, I still play. Yeah. Okay. Still play. Yeah. I still play, uh, well pre COVID and, uh, yeah. <laughs> like all of us. Um, so I still play two or three times a week and I coach my son and, um, so now there's two more Muslims on the way. Oh, maybe they'll, whoa, they'll, can you they'll uh, do okay. Can you imagine you saw your son as part of this? I know. Listen, oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it, but can you just, let's just entertain this dream for a second. If that ever happened, how cool would that be growing up a leaf fan yourself? Oh. Listen, when so Marner, just think of Marner's family, like how they must be, you know, because oh. he grew up a Leafs fan. I mean, it sounds like they're Leafs fans. It's the dream. It's the dream. It's oh, quote unquote the dream. But for, the pressure on them. But then, yeah, now I'm thinking about all the pressure they must be under and stuff. Oh, geez. Man. I, I, I think it's, it's a, maybe it actually sucks. I take it all back. Well, I, I've thought about that a lot um, for different reasons over the years. And I think like my thing with it is look, look at it two ways. One, if you were here and you win. Like you win the whole thing. It's just you're without keys any to disrespect. Keys to the city. Keep right? Down. Yeah. That's just it. Like you could it's use... like any of the Raptors walking anywhere now. Like if Van Vliet, I see him walking down the streets. I'm like, dude, you need a favor? Please just call. Whatever you need. You gave our city respect. Free <laughs> meals, free yeah. drinks, free yeah. cars, yeah. free this, free that. Yeah. Right? So I, I think that's one angle. The other angle is 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 um, if you look at it from another perspective, from the say the economic side of things, and you say, hey, look here's a player, forget the player's name, and you make $5 million a year, let's just say, which is obviously an exceptional player, at $5 million a year, but you can make the same amount of money in South Florida, where yeah, nobody goes no, to the No, I know. So I you're kind of like... California, Anaheim. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You, you, San Jose. You go in, you walk in anywhere, no one even recognizes no, you. Here, you step outside your door, and there's people waiting you for you. Yeah. There's a yeah. difference. So, you know, the, um, the, the interesting thing about it is you can make the same amount of money in any of those, say, 31 franchises, but in Toronto, you have this other kind of status if you were to win, or in any other Canadian city for that matter, right? So there's the, that's the, the difference, really. But um, but look, I, I think any any you'd want your kid oh, if you could, geez. right? I tried to tamper on behalf of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Sidney Crosby's uncle was my son's trainer for a little while here in, in Oakville. No way. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was so cool. And he was telling us all these stories about like the Stanley Cup and the parties and stuff like this. So I'm like, okay, listen, we have this company <laughs> called Rockstar Real Estate. You tell Sid 
If he ever comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Rockstar will give him unlimited free real estate commissions for the rest of his life. And he's just looking. <laughs> he's a good guy. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. You tell Sid this that there's okay, no real estate commissions. This can put it. This can put the negotiations over the edge. And so I bugged him about that. I think for like a year and a half until he was like, Tom, listen, I'm not telling him. I'm like, look. Like, <laughs> don't give up, I Tom. Need this. I need Tom, this. do not give up. When, <laughs> when the Kawhi thing was going down before he shafted us, another story. Um, uh, we did the whole, you know, what was the, there was the whole slogan of stay and keep them. What was it oh, called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why am I forgetting too? Yeah, Ka- stay, Kawhi stay, meals stay for free meals. What was that? The well, meals? I forget. We, oh, we had a campaign where it was like, if you stay, we'll donate money to charity like we were like <laughs> every we were so de- we're so desperate as canadians just like please give it, us some respect please want us yes. we have such a need for approval in this country i think it's start the raptors championship i think was just healthy for our psyche because all of us feel like you know what okay yeah we are someone you yeah know, we can yeah. that was so good and that pro- did you go to the parade i did not go to the yeah. parade so carol and i went to the parade okay i don't our, our kids did not go i forget for why feel like it was something to do with school but anyway we went to the parade and uh we didn't know how packed it was going to be we got off at the go train at exhibition and we just walk walk to the princess gates there at the front of the cne and that's where the parade was starting and we went behind the gates because they didn't block it off so we were even in front of those gates and it was a pack there and we were right there while they were prepping like the bu- the buses just pulled up and they were prepping to go for their main route ibaka's shake uh, shaking champagne spilling it all over us like it was, no it was yeah like he was right there so we were really close and then they took off and we left so we were home you know the parade was supposed to start i think i don't know noon or something we were back in oakville eating at a restaurant watching rest on tv realizing that they only had only moved like 100 meters since we left so i'm like oh my gosh carol we scored we somehow went to this parade in our home and we had friends who were stuck around city hall with younger kids and stuff melting couldn't get to the washroom and we were like holy smokes how lucky were we that we just got in and got out but uh, that I, that was the one thing as to why I didn't want to go. It was yeah. just like too many people, too hot, too yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, but it w- what an amazing experience, right? It was almost oh. like the Jays in '92 and '93, right? Like totally. to be there for that. And I was screaming at Larry Tannenbaum at, at the parade because he was in the car, and I remember the. I, I think there was some talk that he wasn't going to resign uh, resign Masai to an extension or something like that, and I was just screaming at him for like five minutes. <laughs> Resign Masai, resign Masai. Like this guy's the whole, this guy's the king, right? Yeah. Like he's taking us to the whole promised land. Resign him. Yeah. And uh, I forget. I didn't even know if there was an extension resigned or not. But in my mind, I feel like I needed to communicate. <laughs> and my my approach was probably not very diplomatic. It was just screaming for five minutes while his car was parked right in front of us. I, I'm sure Larry appreciated. Yeah, I'm really uh, sure he appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just looking at this old guy here screaming. <laughs> but uh, so how do you so? Um, you grow up, you're, you're living in Etobicoke. How does iTechs come to be? Are you working somewhere out of school? How, how does it, how do you get into the iTechs world? It's, it's a, I, I, I have to bring him up again. This is my father. You know, he, um, and I'll tell you the quick story. We were in Caledon and I, and I sort of come home from school one day and that was years and years ago now, over 30 years ago. And I come home from school one day and I find there's these things in our, we had a, sort of a, a room for, for like a playroom and that kind of thing. And so I walk in and I'm like, whoa, there's like a pool table here. How did this get here? And so one thing led to the next and I'm like, how did this happen? Like what, you know, cause I was so stunned as a kid and, and um, he just sort of started explaining, well, I, I, I bartered for it. And I'm like, what? Like, what, how does that work? What did you do? I was immediately interested, curiosity, all that stuff. So he explained that my father was manufacturing furniture at the time. So he would, he said, we manufacture furniture. We supplied them the offices for a barter exchange. And they in turn gave us uh, credit to go spend. And the next thing you know, yeah, we have all these things in the house. And I'm like, I still quit, didn't quite get it. But I, I, all I was happy was that I had a pool table in the, in the room next to the living room. So I was kind of happy about that. But that's, of course, that's the kid perspective. And then time goes by and time goes by. And the next thing you know, um, the, the barter exchange that he was working with in Canada here uh, was acquired by ITEX. And ITEX is a, is a U.S. entity. It's based out of the Seattle market in Bellevue. So our neighbors are like Microsoft and uh, Verizon and those guys. But uh, 
Anyway, so they did the acquisition um, for different Canadian offices and they became iTech's offices. And then the next thing you know, my dad has a conversation with, you know, their management and their hiring. And then they say, hey, my dad was a huge fan, obviously. And um, he said, Mike, you should check these guys out. Because I, I had gone to school for, for marketing and business and I had just finished and, and I was still trying to find my way and I was doing different things. I was, I was doing stand-up comedy. I was... No way, were you? Way, way. Holy shit, I shouldn't really, you're I've crazy, never, man. I've never actually said way, way out loud. Yes, <laughs> I did do that. Um, I managed talent. I would go scout at, um, at at clubs and find bands. And I was doing all kinds of different things. I had my own TV show. I had. What was the TV show? About? I was for Rogers Cable. I, you probably saw it. Miss it. When you were in Rockwood, you were like, yeah. who's this clown on TV? I remember watching Rogers Cable. That was me. I Yeah, so shout out to Mark Holmes. He was my producer. So he... Uh, you know, he, he got me the gig and then um, sort of like, you know, I was working again. And then I worked in, I was in college at the time. So I was working in group homes, working with autistic uh, young adults. Um, so I had different backgrounds. And then again, iTech sort of came calling. And the long and short of it is I, I took this commission only iTech sales gig. Wait, wait, back up one sec. What was the TV show? It was called uh, Plugged In. Plugged In. I feel like I remember Plugged In. What was it? What was it about? So it was, it was basically an entertainment variety show and, and we would have um, a situation where we had like segments and then we would, for TV terms, we'd throw to the, to the different segments and then the segments you were, would be... You were the host of the show? You were producing the show? What were you doing? So I was a segment, uh, I call it host, a segment host. Okay. And then when uh, sort of through the months and years that went by, I became the host of the show. So Mark got me sort of like the segment gig and then he got me, of course, the hosting gig and and uh, Mark's been a lifelong dear friend forever. Awesome, so. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so you journey through. You get this iTex commission only. How does iTex? So you're working for this. I, I want to call it barter company, but that's probably not the right lingo. Yeah, it's it's a barter company, barter okay. exchange, barter exchange. Okay, so you're working for this barter exchange. How are you working for a barter exchange on a commission based role? You're going to sign up new accounts. Yes. Okay. So each and so, what's the sales pitch to a business? That want and, and then we'll 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 go through the d- dynamics of how it all works. Yeah. But what what is the positioning to a business when you're like, hey, because you're you're basically saying, or you tell me, you tell me. Well, we come in on a consultative educational level. I mean, really, it's not changed. Like you know, what I do now and what I did then has changed a lot, but the message is still the same. In that, we we go in and we identify opportunities, whether it's idle inventory or time in a schedule or. Um, empty restaurant seats, you know, how much food does a restaurant throw away? What are your costs? So we actually have to go in and do this consultation almost for every different kind of business. And we end up learning so much about all these different kinds of businesses. So whether it's um, a membership driven or whether it's, you know, stock on a shelf. So we can present the iTex concept and customize and suit it to that kind of business. So that's basically how we do it. And so when a client or I guess at the time a prospect would say, yeah, I'm interested, let's do it. Um, you know, they pay what would we call an activation or an enrollment fee. And at that time, and I like bringing this up because it's the, the economics have changed, but at that time it was the, the enrollment fee was $995. Now, some people might say that's a lot. Some people might say that's right or whatever, but out of that 995, I got 300 bucks. And, I, and at the time I didn't really even think about it. I was like in my early twenties, I was like working a business. My dad was proud of me. My mom, both my parents were proud of me. And, and, you know, I thought, and I was living at home and I'm like, well, this is the time to get the experience. And that was sort of how I looked at it and why I even entertained the idea. And, um, uh, then I, be, I got promoted twice. And the next thing you know, they're like, well, we're changing the, uh, commission plan. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, we're changing okay. the, we're changing the structure. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're going to privatize all our corporate offices. So I was working for ITEX corporation, not a franchise. And so they said, we're going to privatize and uh, we're going to sell off the different corporate locations. I'm like, okay. So they're like, just basically they're saying, if, because of what you've done and how you've done and been successful, we're going to give you a franchise. And so that's basically how it started. And that was in 2003. And I've been on my own ever since. And I've grown and acquired and acquisitions and, and built up my team. And now I have five different offices in Canada. And so we've grown quite a bit. Uh, so, uh, take me back to that uh, meeting you would have way back when you would meet up with a restaurant owner. How did that conversation go? They would say something like, 
I don't know, on uh, Thursdays, you know, we have uh, 20% unused capacity consistently or something. And then we'd like to then offer 20% of our seating, available seating to you to sell through the barter exchange. Is that kind of how it would work? It, more or less. It wouldn't. Um, we, I guess where I'm headed is I'm like, hmm, where does a company like a restaurant draw the line between how much cash they want to put through versus how much they want to earn through the barter exchange because on the barter exchange they're going to earn itex dollars correct yep um so like yeah how do how do most people approach that thinking so when we go in on a on a on during the consultation phase we'll identify their busiest nights and their non-busiest nights so we want to say you know from let's say saturday night usually is the restaurant's busiest night so we'll say give us uh, for a certificate redemption or gift card redemption now in modern times, uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be redeemable for Monday to Friday or Sunday to Friday, depending if they're open on Sundays. So say Sunday to Friday and those gift certificates would be redeemable during those times. And the Saturdays, to your point, are reserved for, say, cash customers. And that's how we would set up the structure of the relationship. And the value to the business is that they're now then going to get some extra, uh, another sales channel effectively, filling yep. some seeds for them. They're not going to uh, get Canadian dollars. They're going to earn ITEX dollars through the barter exchange that they can then use for other stuff on the exchange. Yeah, the and, and for a restaurant... Am I, I simplifying mean, it's, too, too No, much? it's perfect. The, it's perfect. Perfect. The, the, the restaurant, almost like any other business, they have various kinds of purchase requirements, whether it could, whether it be marketing or advertising or, you know, um, uh, operational costs. So if you were said, look, we got to get our carpets cleaned or our upholstery and our seats, or, um, we need to get our, uh, kitchen clean, like a power washed. And there's a, a huge, huge list of expenses, um, from the simplest to the most complex. And so our rule of thumb is before you spend a cash dollar, call your ITEX trade broker first and see if we can get it for you on ITEX. Got it. And, and I guess there's a number of benefits here. How does and just from a from tax purposes too? Because I guess you're not that's not revenue to you, correct? Well, it's it's not it's not traditional revenue like Canadian dollars, yeah. but it's it's still revenue for the business, and it's still taxed sure. the same. Yeah, yeah, got it. But, okay. But when you're spending yeah. your, your your ITEX dollars, you're spending taxes in ITEX dollars as well. So the taxes are taken in in ITEX dollars. You still remit to the government. Yeah, got it. But when you go to spend your ITEX dollar, you're, it's a wash because you end up spending the taxes yeah, got in it. ITEX got dollars it. as well. Got it. Okay, cool. And then so was this a, when you first started Tough Sell? Were you signing up people? How was it? Yeah, I was, I've always done fairly well at it. And I've, I've had some amazing experiences over the years. And um, I've seen some amazing barter transactions. Just amazing. And, and Like and, what's an amazing one? Um. Well, just recently, for example, I, I always go back to, I can't help it. I always go back to someone says to me, um, what's the best barter, barter you've ever seen? Or what's the best barter transaction To me, if done? we could barter for some players for the Toronto Maple Leafs, then I'm on board. <laughs> well, well, well and, and, and thankfully they do that. I mean, that's trades. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. With yeah, yeah, totally. Draft picks or players. I'll give you this players. guy for this Yeah, guy. yeah. So, right, like back to the, uh, your, your, you know, your upper decks and your totally. OPGs yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, old school. Yeah. Um, but, but I go back to my dad, my, my dad and I are obviously people who would listen would be extremely, uh, they're, they're probably well aware now, but we're really close. And, um, I donated a kidney to my dad, uh, years and years ago. So my thought was uh, 12 years he had ago, a kidney disease, he had kidney disease. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, came from, uh, having high blood pressure and sort of like one thing led to the next and he needed, wow. uh, he needed a kidney. And so when, so I go back to that, I always say the best part of deal I ever did was I, I gave him a kidney and he gave me life and that was the trade for me. Yeah, right. So he gave me life. So, I gave so him a cool. kidney and, and he's, he's, you have to be a match for that. Don't you have to you, match? And, yeah. And it's not, it's not a foregone conclusion that you would be correct That's, or, or no, as his son, you are. No, not directly. Okay. Um, I, I have, um, universal blood type that helps and, okay. um, genetics obviously and, and being his son. And, um, the one thing that, was really cool about it when we did it. And I, first of all, I had to fight for it. My dad did not want me to do it. He just did not want to put me through it, but he, I had to fight. I had to show up at his appointments un, unannounced and the doctors would look at me and who are you? Like, why are you here? And then I was like, well, I'm his son. And like, okay. And like, I want to donate and people won't let me. And the doctors would look at him and say, he loves you. He wants to donate, let him donate or at least get tested. And that's how it started. But, um, 
and that was that's always been my my favorite trade. Wow, yeah, uh, for so many years, and probably will be till I die. Yeah, you're t- tough to be down, tough to be. Yeah. So, so. so, what about number two and three? What are the what are some other ones? Yeah, there's been some great ones. We, we, I mean, just to give people an idea of the scope, and we've done everything from uh, real estate to um, tons and tons of media. Um, we deal with Patterson, Bell, uh, all different kinds of large media corporations, and they put That's up That's right. I knew that. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. And they put that up, and then we, and right to the one-person operation out of their basement. Like, the, the scope is so wide. Um, but we've done some amazing things. We've done donations. We have a lot. We do with a lot of charities. People donate their iTex dollars, and then those charities then buy things for their cause, whether it's to, like right now, we deal with the, one of our latest ones is Abuse Hurts, and they help victims who come from uh, home, like environments of dis, uh, domestic violence, which is way up, of course, during COVID, as you probably know, it's just terrible. And so we've had them help them buy supplies to then give to people who are coming out of those situations and restarting them in, in new homes, which is great for that adjustment but it's it's such a you know tragedy that comes to that point but anyways so we've we've see, we've done stuff like that um recently it's you probably know and you've seen it we've done some some really cool things one of our clients who's an entrepreneur out of niagara region and he had a vision and a dream to build a, a pizzeria he came from the restaurant industry oh yeah that's right i forgot about this one yeah yeah yeah, yeah explain it yeah he came from the restaurant industry and he always wanted a pizzeria and so he shared this with us and his area director, Ian Charnock, in the Niagara-Hamilton region. And I, like, he, I like the plug. That was very clear there. That yeah, was very clear. And, yeah, and yeah. he shared it with me. Yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, they, they start, you know, just explaining what they're, what they're up to. And, and it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, they, they found 15 different iTex vendors to build the pizzeria by bartering pizza to do it. So they bartered like 30 grand in pizza, like gift, gift certificates. And then that money went to, in to build the pizzeria. Which is amazing. I mean, everything from flooring, tiling, uh, you know. Um, Could it do the labor too? The labor. The labor was the biggest thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, labor yeah. was the biggest thing. And that was where it's most applicable because it's time. And time yeah, yeah. is perishable. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if the guy's sitting at home as a, someone who does any kind of general contracting, they're sitting at home and they're, like a, they're a, little, a little bit like a hotel in that if you have 100 rooms and 90 are occupied and 10 are not and then the night goes by, you can never it's get done. those 10 yeah, rooms yeah. back. It's a little bit like that. So the, the person who's sitting there at home and they can do these kind, this, kind of, this kind of labor, this kind of work, they could be doing it, especially during COVID, they could be doing it um, and filling up their time and making yeah, so money. It's almost like filling in gaps in your own schedule Absolutely. with your labor. That's if you right. know that's out there, you can do whatever you consider a priority job or whatever is your personal choice. But then if this is out there, you can. And so they were paid in pizzas. They were paid in iTex dollars. In, oh, sorry, in iTex dollars because the pizzas were traded on the exchange for iTex dollars. Then they were paid in. Uh, that's right. Yeah, got it. Exactly. Yes, that that's cool. So the whole pizzeria. The whole pizzeria. What's the name of the pizza? Is it open right now? It's the two weeks in. Yeah, Pie Guys Pizzeria. Pie Guys Pizzeria on, in Niagara. In old, yeah, Thorold Stone Road or Old Thorold Stone Road. I yeah. might not get that right, but so cool. Yeah, yeah. And then have you seen an uptake now in the last? I guess what has it been? Four, what is this COVID era now? Like three months, four months? I've lost track. Yes, you, we're we're in this you, twilight zone. I here. feel like we're in the twilight zone. I know. I just toured you around our office. I'm like, you know, for weeks, and Nick and I were in here in the dark. We didn't even turn on the lights because we have so much natural light. It was just us, and I was going through like I think I hit a mental block for like almost a week where I was just coming home telling my wife, I'm like, I'm feeling crap. I feel like stress, even though there's there's stress that's going on in the world, but I feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world on my own shoulders. And, and not that I, I should be or even was. I just felt like heavy. And uh, it made me th- think that like, what are what's happening in the world right now to people who are like living alone or can't socialize with anyone or, you know, in long-term, long-term care facilities and just like, wow, like the mental health aspect of all of this. That's the first trigger for me. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but I felt like if I was going through a bit of a struggle and I find myself pretty strong-minded, I like to believe that how are some people who are already have maybe some challenges dealing with this? So uh, how, so anyway, a little off topic, but uh, during these last few months, have you noticed the iTech, iTech exchange picking up in volume or doing anything differently that's unique to this time? Yeah, our, our member activations are up for sure because businesses are, are just feeling the cash crunch more than ever. So they look to companies like iTex to help them through it and help them do, you know, barter for things that they need. And uh, in some cases, we've extended, you know, lines of credit um, because they don't have, they're not operating. So they need, they just need access to money to buy things. 
So, yeah, and then once, so the, what would be a description, like, what would be an example of that? Would it be like a, you know, a kitchen cabinet maker who no, doesn't have customers right now, but could make some kitchen cabinets for the exchange in exchange for iTech dollars that they could then use for something else that they need. Yeah. Is that, like, is that uh, like an example? Exactly right. Yeah. Like that's exactly right. They could buy a, a forklift. Um, yeah, got it. Okay. So they don't have customers. So you really are serving a big need for a lot of businesses right now, because if their customer demand is dry, but you're willing to take them on. Um, do you have criteria? Like, I guess you have your own criteria. Like, ah, I don't think this is right for the exchange. Yeah, we have. We do have a, a criteria, or, or basically, it's an application process. Yeah. Okay. And um, and we have an activation fee still, and it's three hundred and ninety-five dollars. But we have waived it to help the business community. Cool. And people just sign up online. They can sign up on our website, and or even just request an invitation, and we send it to them. So we'll go through that with them. But our primary goal, especially since COVID started, is to help these people stay in business. Yeah, so you're doing a great service right now. I'm sure some of your customers are very thankful when I think this through. The pizzeria guys are able to build a freaking pizzeria through this whole period. You have other businesses. Yeah, I'm just thinking about somebody like a you know kitchen cabinet maker is probably a bad example, but just because I use that example. No, it's a good you, one. You, you, you know, they dry up for a little bit, but they still need some stuff like a forklift to run their business if a forklift breaks down or whatever and yeah. they can get it on the exchange you're opening up a, basically another economy to them um yeah this is really cool this is cool um yeah yeah it's uh it, you could see during times like this i wonder if over the next 10 years if you're just on the right trend with high techs yeah like, it, i feel like over the next 10 years this this could get bigger well as as businesses need to become more resourceful just to stay in business and thrive or find ways to thrive, ITEX can become a very vital partner to do that. Um, just because it, it, for example, we just we also help with lifestyle. So if I don't have the cash to go on a vacation, we can help you do that, right? We have 80 offices all together across the U.S. and, and Canada combined. how can you help me go on vacation? Because you have the vacations that I can buy. Yes. But me as a person, you mean the business owner or as an individual? Well, well, both describe to me the, the individual. Well, just just the, they can do like either can do it. Um, no different than somebody in their home and they have uh, excess stuff in their house. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So they Any could inventory trade that you have in your house. You could trade on the exchange. Yeah. Somebody so could, buys yeah. it. You get iTech dollars. You could use those to go on a trip. Correct. Because you have yeah. vacations on the iTech exchange. That's right. So there's anything, everything from timeshare rentals to people who have their stuff, their, their places on Airbnb. Uh, VRBO. So those same places in some cases are also on ITEX. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Huh? So, so what are you seeing? How do you, how do you see the, the, uh, the barter exchange? How has it evolved? What do you see for the future of it? Do you see more and more businesses, um, kind of adopting it? I guess yeah, you, like, you do. I'm answering the question. You do. We do, especially if, if they're needing to find creative ways to, again, thrive and stay in business, um, in some cases. So, we're seeing that now and we're going to probably see more of that as we go forward more than ever, especially with, you know, we have great tools. So we have an online marketplace. We have an app. The marketplace is on the app. It's got a directory on your smartphone. You can pay for stuff in real time and, and buy something from somebody instantly, like no problem. And you can do it with iTex dollars. So our, our forecast for adoption, obviously we're at this point, especially we're now seeing, we believe it'll skyrocket, but that remains to be seen. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating though. Cause at this time, like I just, uh, I guess my son will heal, you know, I, th these golf clubs that are next to you here, I bought them, uh, for, it's a graduation gift for him, all his friends golf. And he's been having no clubs and I thought, okay, this will be a nice graduation gift and hopefully it lasts him for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, got him this set and the golf guys are like, man, the lineups around the, you know, thank, thankfully you came in right when we opened because by noon, the lineups right around the corner. And I feel like there's certain businesses and it could be like iTex, the barter exchange, just like golf. Like there's these businesses that out of this time you realize, wow, you know, when they're, when they're social distancing, one of the few, can you call golf a sport? Hesitated there for a second. One of the few sports that you can <laughs> <laughs> anyway, games that you can play sports. I don't know. We'll give it sport today. I guess it's a sport. It's a sport. It's, it's a, a sport. sport. Okay, you pl you're a player. You um, play. I, I play marginally. I, okay, I'm not. Right. I'm not an active player. Okay, I, but I'll still call it a, a sport. sport. Okay, it's a sport. Um, that uh, they're lined up. You know, 
uh, right around the block and then you see the grocery stores how important they are right you see and, and you see things like the difference between residential real estate and commercial like you see residential the rent collections that we see some of it informally but we get a lot of exposure it has been consistent like the people who weren't paying residential rent before are still the ones not paying they just have a different excuse right but the same percentage of people paying uh residential rent has ha has been continuing so we'll see as this economy evolves over the next six months and year if that continues but commercial on the other hand from our friends in the commercial side especially like shopping malls and that kind of stuff they're 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 seeing crazy uh lack of response from tenants to even communicate about some some rents so you can kind of just see where some businesses really thrive and that kind of stuff i just wonder if your business over the next five ten years um how it evolves and i'm just thinking about like my itex dollars i wonder if they hold their value better than canadian dollars that's kind of freaky it, it i think so to answer, i've had that question before it really comes down to the own person that like each individual and each individual's company because it ultimately if they have a lot of application for those dollars. So for example, we have paid our rent in ITEX dollars for our office space since 2005. Very cool. Yeah. And um, so meaning that for us, uh, forget the association for a second, but those ITEX dollars are vital because they pay a core cost. The core cost being obviously being yeah, our office lease. Got it. You know, at the same time, when you look at another kind of business and they say, you know what? I have employee gifts at Christmas or I do a Christmas party or I, um, I buy all my printing or whatever. Those are all very, very respectable expenses for a business to pay for. Um, so if you could pay for those in iTex dollars and you're keeping that cash on your bottom line to, to not have to use the cash to do it, you're thrilled. You, those iTex dollars are Gold. to your point, very, very valuable. Yeah. So, and, and in our world, it, it's the iTex dollar is the same value as a Canadian dollar. Some people have that question, like, is there a ratio or whatever? No, it's the same. And so some people will have different applications and, and a wider scope for that spending. And some people are like, hey, I just want a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? So it. It, it, so the answer to the question, it, it just depends on the person. Case by case. Huh. What are some of the biggest challenges of running a barter exchange? Like, what are some of yours, I guess, when you can't move somebody's product that's on the exchange? Is that the biggest thing? Our, our biggest challenge it's really a twofold question. Like our biggest challenge sort of on a macro level is, is exposure. We need more exposure, more awareness. We need the business community to learn yeah, and, and learn yeah. more about us and become educated on how we can help them. And the more clients we have that are active, the more valuable the exchange is. So where there's lots of application, people are so happy to trade. Um, and I would say this just from an industry perspective, forget iTechs for a second. That's just how it is across the board. Um, on, on a more of a micro level, yes, we want to make sure that whatever a client provides to the system, that it's something that's going to be marketable, attractive, um, you know, something that has lots of application. Um, when it's not, and it, it is, I mean, our, my team is, listen, my team's great. I mean, we, our minds think alike. We know that if we get the most unique thing, we have the ability to identify where it could go. And, and having a, a great trade broker for your account is critical because that trade broker then has the knowledge and the wherewithal more so than say someone who's new at it because they know exactly how to make the dollars turn. They can make the product go or they can make the service and fill it. And then that application exists and it's great. Um, when someone comes in and something has, maybe they have something pretty unique, we'll find a way but yeah there's sometimes it, it is challenging but that's part of the fun and, and why we help businesses what about someone who accumulates itex dollars and doesn't spend them you don't want that either right you want the flow to keep happening you don't want someone to just accumulate and not spend itex dollars either it's yeah that's a great question too we we have clients that have balances you know six and seven figures okay and then we have clients who have balances six or seven figures in the red oh got it so they're spending way more than they can sell yeah, got it. And then we have clients that and how do they love true up? Have, on, how do they true up? Do you do a cash call every once in a while? Like forget their product that they were going to barter. Just say, hey, you're so much in the red. You got to true up here. Uh, yes and no. We're very, very flexible and we'll help them identify opportunities to do that. But by and large, right, if they're staying within their line of credit, then then yeah. great. Got but, it. They have know. a line of credit on the exchange. Yeah. yeah, this is a whole other economy. Yeah, I've yeah, never the, really thought about it. I'm having a better understanding now of just exactly how much you do. Yeah, I, the, don't know, I think I had simplified it too much in my mind. Well, 
for us, I mean, and, and you'll appreciate this for, just from the, the, the opportunity standpoint, we, we like to keep it simple because until we have an opportunity to really get to know a client and have a discussion with them, we don't always necessarily want to go this in depth, right? Because they're like, whoa, this is just too much for my brain to handle or process or just too much for my team and I to adopt. Um, but when we get to these kinds of discussions and they start realizing that they're losing money, like that's powerful when they're losing money yeah, yeah. because they have unrealized capacity mm-hmm. or, or it always drives me crazy when I drive down the street and I see a sign that says sale today, 50% off. I'm like, yeah. you're just giving away all yeah, that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you should be using a portion of it on ITEX and then by advertising to promote your sale. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's, there's, it's such a, it's such a flexible tool. And Especially a, for the ones that are like a, to me restaurants, because once you have a, once a night go, once a Thursday night goes by with unused tables, those tables are gone. And, and so and your sales pitch to them is kind of easier, isn't? Not just because it's like, hey, look, we are just another sales channel for you. We, we we're simplifying. Not it just more. like it's a, it's a yeah. huge. I don't mean to downplay. No, it. I mean not like at all. it's a huge thing. We're another sales channel for you. And, and the, well, the other thing that gets lost in that is the competitive advantage, right? Like so, instead of going to a, a chain restaurant because usually we deal with an independent. So the independent restaurant will have an advantage over the chain where usually they are always facing that uphill battle. For us, we say, hey, look, we have clients in the area that want to come to your restaurant and they will go to you because you're on ITEX and because you have the ability to accept it as a form of payment over, say, the chains. And the independent people love that because that's brand new restaurant goers or customers that they would otherwise never get, ever. Got it. So there's the competitive advantage as well. So your biggest challenge then becomes just convince. So explaining how the exchanger works, number one, but then number two to the business owner, what they're going to be able to use their ITEX dollars for. Correct. Because the restaurant guy would say, well, yeah, okay, great. But you know, like I don't need carpet cleaning tomorrow. So you're just presenting your options of like, hey, here's all the services. Here's all the products. That's the next step. Correct. It, it, it is. I think like, I'm trying to figure out how to sell this thing for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just, I first of it. all, that's great. No, <laughs> but but what's um, that is so cool. By the way, people who listen can't hear this, but there's like a giant whale on a TV. Yeah, next yeah, to yeah. Us. You it's know what? Awesome. <laughs> it's, I use that in case we need to put something up on the screen, but we haven't used because we're doing video podcasts soon. So uh, that's awesome. That looks like I feel like I'm watching Planet Earth. <laughs> Totally, this is great. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it too. Um, okay, sorry. Off topic, yeah, no. but it was so vibrant <laughs> off the it wall. Really was. It, it was. really was. <laughs> but um, so that was really... our old boardroom TV that I inherited. Which so I have the bigger TV in my office than Nick's office. And again, as the older brother, I didn't chase this down. It just happened that way. But I remind. It's one of the things I remind him about our offices because I don't know if you notice in your my office we use as the podcast studio as well. Yes. But I have no daylight. We have the most daylight of any office in I, I think the history of the world with three walls. And I'm here with no daylight. So I tell Nick, how am I the one out of this brand new office that we got that I have no daylight in the office, right? But I'm joking, actually, because I'm not always in the office. Yes. The first architect that laid the plan out put my office like in a corner. You know how like an old school design would be? Like you're the owner of the business. You have the corner office with all the windows. I'm like, no, 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 that's just not us. So I don't know if you noticed when you saw our team, they're the ones who get all the windows and stuff. They're in here the most. You know what? Just the, from what I know about uh, about you guys, I'm not surprised at all. You guys have great hearts. So yeah, that's awesome yeah. of you guys to do that. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, where were we? We looked at that. But oh yeah, selling selling it. That's your challenge. Going to the business owner and just explaining, hey, here's well, here's. yeah, like the for the restaurant. And again, this is uh, uh, customizable for all these different kinds of businesses. But if we're going to talk about restaurants, their number one thing they ask for, at least from an, on an objection level, is can I buy food? Yeah, and I'm like, it. and I'm like, that, and that's their no. big no, <laughs> perishable. Yeah, tough one. Yeah, but but they throw out food all the time. I mean, we don't even really know. Like I mentioned, a buffet, oh, especially a buffet. Oh. Think about how much food they throw out. Oh my god! If we could somehow make that efficient in the city, and you? ITEX, ITEX helps do that. Yeah. Or or it's I know what you're getting at, and maybe yeah. it's that's a case of saying, hey, that needs to go to food banks. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm saying food banks every which way. I'm just saying not in the garbage. That's right, all. That's right, all I'm saying. Right. Everywhere, and of course, food banks for sure. But I'm just thinking if food banks well, can, can't even get look it. at even look at like day old bread, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's discounted. It sits on a shelf, yeah. and then they yeah, move yeah. it as much as they can. So, the um, when we look at it from a, a restaurant standpoint, we try to help them in the other areas of expenses. So, for example, um, for marketing, like the one thing that clients yeah. always struggle with is the is that they, they just don't have the the dollars available for the uh, like things like marketing. Yeah. 
That's brilliant then, because then you can take unused seats in a restaurant that they weren't going to use to capacity anyway. You put them on the iTex exchange. They earn iTex dollars that could they could then spend on marketing because you have marketing services on the iTex exchange. That's a really powerful proposition. Yeah. That's good. And and when you look I at it, I approve of that one. That's really <laughs> no, but really it's, good. But it's it's so true, yeah, right? Yeah. And then when you look at their costs, like you know, a restaurant cost. It, you know, I always I like to ask this question, but a restaurant's food cost, which is their hardest cost. Costs, uh, they'll run anywhere from 24 to 30%. So when, when we look at that, we say, Hey, wait a minute. That's like when you want to go buy your radio campaign or when we, you want to go buy your, your print campaign in your local newspaper, because we have those on ITEX. When you go to do that, you can, you're basically buying now at a massive discount compared to your competitor because you're trading on your food costs. Your lights are already on your, your ovens are already working. Your staff's already there. So it's on your food costs, right? That's the, and, and a lot of times that's where the light bulb goes on for almost any of our prospects because they're saying, wait a minute, now I can buy something and I'm buying for it at pennies on the dollar or in, in a restaurant's case at the max with, totally. at like 30 cents on the dollar because you're making that purchase now and you're not using cash to do it. Do you it. have some restaurants really hitting that hard that l- love that or is that, is oh, that, yeah. that, oh, you do. Yeah, they yeah. love that. And, 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 you know, one of our, um, and it's a, it is a great success story. A Canadian success story is, is the Osmos Mediterranean yeah. chain. They're on ITEX? They're on ITEX. Uh, there's they? A, there's over I, a, I go to I, Osmos all the time. All right. So you could buy gift cards yeah. on ITEX. Huh. And there's over 100 locations now. And, and they're, just, they're just exploding. Just Why? Cause they, so walk me through that. They did exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. They went on ITEX and they're using ITEX dollars for their advertising. They are. I've noticed that they were exploding. I see their signs on bus uh, buses and different things. Um, one of the favorite things they like to do is to buy clings for their windows. If you ever walk, you ever drive up to a, a location, you see all the clings on the window, huh. you know, like number one rated, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it does yeah. through us. Got it. So I feel like they have a commercial. Does Osmos have a commercial with Fred Van Vliet and Norm Powell? Norm Powell. That's an yeah. Osmos commercial. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Holy smokes. Yeah. You can get raptors on. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but, cool. But that's exactly, you know, that's exactly, a, that's a perfect example of how, how that application works. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, and then, so how big is ITEX now as an exchange, like product wise? Like, how do you guys measure this? Is it just the amount of dollar, ITEX dollars or amount of products on the exchange? Like, how do you describe to someone how big it is? There's just different. So we have context. Yeah. There's different metrics that we could look at. Um, you know, right now we're over 2000 members coast to coast and our, what we call say like our transactional volume. So just like a bank or anything like that, our transactional volume routinely is over $10 million a year. Yeah. Very routine. Normal. And some years it's going to be higher. Some years maybe a little bit lower, but that's pretty routine for us. And, uh, we've, we've seen highs 15, 20, yeah, awesome. you know, awesome. so um, and, and that a lot of the reason it changes is just, we have, we have attrition, we have new clients, uh, sure. economic, yeah. uh, economic indications that will make, may have an impact in that. Um, but we, we, we have some amazing clients just like rockstar members and, yeah. uh, they're wonderful people to work with. And, uh, and that's just in Canada. The United States is like a whole nother ball game and they have their own millions of dollars that they process. What about the Canadian government? Do they, are you, I don't know, any, um, regulations around bar, a barter exchange that's different than another business or something or not really not not really yeah. i mean it's it's declarable income and yeah. and then when a client of ours makes a purchase it's it's an expense yeah got so it. In, in that sense it's extremely simple yeah, yeah. um it, which is really really nice and you're not having to j- sort of jump through hoops mm-hmm. um in the it's and that's the, that's a key difference in the u.s there's a it's a bit a little bit of a different volume a little more complex there they have a a separate form when they file uh, every year and they have to disclose like all their barter exchange. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't, it doesn't right? Surprise like, me. No, well, that's no. why I'm, I'm happy that Canada, you don't, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, you, you've essentially, it's really beautiful because I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but you've just, you've created another efficient economy because if somebody was to bar, the whole problem historically with bartering is that it's difficult to grow an economy on barter because the time, for example, that I'm growing wheat might not be the time that you're selling 
milk or whatever I want to barter for, or that you don't have a finished kitchen cabinet for me at the time that my harvest is ready or whatever product I'm producing in today's more modern world is ready. So there's always a, you know, there's like, it's, it's inefficient in that capacity, but with an exchange and with more members, you're bringing efficiency to bartering because you have so many options right. that I can, and, and I have that intermediary step of the ITEX dollar that is holding the value of whatever I've sold on the exchange. You've kind of, you've kind of taken barter, bartering into the mar, modern world, right? Like all the negatives of, not the bartering's bad in any means, I just mean the, the inability of bartering to really grow an economy because of its inefficiencies through the exchange, you've mitigated that because of these ITEX dollars in the middle. Yeah. I can come when I have something, sell it. If I don't have want something in return, their product in return, I can have this store of value in the middle, which are ITEX dollars. Yeah, we, we basically solve that challenge You've on, solved on that every challenge. level. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm and, fascinated to understand that if these iTex dollars hold their value better, I think they do. I think iTex dollars hold their value better than Canadian dollars. And you hear me, because I, I feel like, and maybe it's for different services, but like if I earned iTex dollars and I didn't need, I sold something in iTex dollars. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they, the seller could change their price. Yeah, right, because because I'm going to use my ITEX dollars but, for advertising. The advertising could go up in price. Right, right. So, so yeah, okay, maybe it's not a. Pro- but, I, I but thought, to, but I, to your point, yeah, to your point, it is. It's vital that the exchange operators. Um, so it's my team and I. It's it's vital that that we ensure the integrity of the marketplace, because that marketplace and that integrity helps solidify and maintain that value right like that approach that we have helps ensure and what's your biggest challenge in maintaining that integrity so what does that mean like in a lot of ways we equate it a little bit like a like a a school with all our our children or a sandbox yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah. and and we we want to make sure that everybody is playing well getting along um following the rules yeah and you know don't throw sand um and again these are in a lot of ways these are are very uh you know, rare, um, especially because, you know, we've done a lot of work in coming up with the best approach on how to create and grow value. And, and quite frankly, I see what you guys do here at Rockstar and it's, it's, it's almost the same, right? Like you, you have to consider like, con- consistently and continually create and give value and not in some respects, give anything, expect anything in return. And so by having a great trade broker and having um, great tools and whether it's online or in person or on a smartphone, these things help maintain that. They help maintain value and integrity of the system. And then our clients want to be part of it. They want to put put stuff up. They want to make things available. And then they want to trade. Um, Everybody loves to trade, but they want it. They want to make sure that it's on their terms. Mm -hmm. And so iTex helps gives them a structure to do that. Mike, very cool. Let's, uh, we got to bring you back and see how this evolves. I know we had you on once. I feel like it was a long time ago, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and I can't keep track of time, but I want to keep tabs on how this evolves, especially now over the next few years. Um, let's make sure we're talking and sharing this. We will also, because yeah, when, when Jake Muzzin wins the Stanley cup this summer, and I'm in my circle cheering them at the parade. Maybe I'll see you across the street in your circle and we could just go. We'll, we'll put our circles side by side. <laughs> we'll circles side by side. But anyway. it, it was cool when I, when because Jake has won the Stanley Cup with LA. Yeah. And so yeah. T- when, um, just having seen your last name oh, so cool. on the cup oh, is. I can imagine if I saw Karadza on the Stanley Cup. Right. Oh my gosh, I'd be doing backflips. Yeah. See? I'd, be, so, I'd, I'd be tracking down that cup, taking selfie pictures with it all the time. Go. Just so I can show it to my friends, pointing <laughs> at my last name. <laughs> <laughs> texting into my texting into my buddy. But do you remember when he came on the Leafs? I feel like he was just a month in. He had one game. He laid a vicious body check on somebody. And I feel like the next shift, then he scored a goal or something. And I were like, who is like, we need you, Jake. Don't yeah, leave. Yeah, I was yeah. so happy. And I, I forget how long he's re-signed for. Four years. Yeah. Four years. I'm like, oh my gosh. And there was some debate because I think he's like 32 or something. 31. I believe he's 31 now. 31. Yeah. And there was some debate. I'm like, oh man, we need a Jake Muzzin on this team so badly. Please sign Jake Muzzin. So, uh, he definitely has the sandpaper, as they say nowadays, the sandpaper to his game. And, uh, that, that is sorely missed. And, and that's where we've seen some great players over the years 
who have been able and let's face it Toronto loves that kind of player we love it man right? we Wendell Clark oh, Darcy Tucker geez, we love yeah, that player so we can appreciate all types though I was a huge Sundin fan and he took a yeah. lot of flack oh yeah yeah I was like if we had any talent to put next to Sundin this guy would be like incredible man his wingers through the years I felt I felt sorry for the guy yeah he had nobody yeah, I, I used to say the same, same. I'm a huge Gretzky fan. So when, when Gretzky was uh, in L.A., uh, Luke Robitaille aside uh, and Yari Curie passed his prime. In some years, he had like no one. Same idea. In those later years, he had like no one to pass to. You know, the best Just pass was, was to himself off the boards. <laughs> off the like, boards yeah. and he could kind of do it. So. Yeah, oh man, one, one day the Leafs will win. We will, we will cheer. We'll celebrate Circles. your Leaf hat. Uh, Mike, thank you for doing this. How do people reach out to either you, iTex, what's the problem? Lay it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. The, um, our website uh, is unlimitedbarter.com. And uh, then our corporate site is itex.com. You can enroll on either one. And again, it's free now. Uh, that ends at the end of the month. Uh, just because of COVID and now we're sort of coming out of that So this is the, that would be the end of uh, June 2020, I guess, depending yes. on when you're listening to this. Okay. That's right. That's right. Um, so, we're, so we have that on right now. And then um, you can reach us through social media. So I text Barter Canada. Just search it. You'll find us. Um, I have my own Michael Muzzin as well. You can put me out, find me on there too. Very cool. Mike, appreciate this. You know, no, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate the opportunity. Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Mike Muzzin from iTex. Great guy. We'll have him back. I am really curious to see how bartering evolves over the next year, two years, three years, five years. I have a feeling there's a bright future ahead for bartering, um, which might sound a little crazy because bartering, I think in most people's minds, is like an old school concept. However, I feel like um, bartering is making a renaissance in a few ways. So let's see how this evolves. We'll bring Mike back for some updates. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate the feedback that we get uh, about this podcast. Just recently, we've been having um, some feedback come in from all over Canada. So really, I mean, thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts and feedback about this podcast. It means a lot to us. Um, we really are trying to share information that we wanted to hear ourselves and we would have loved to hear ourselves when we were starting out. So when you do share that feedback, um, it's appreciated. If you've given us a review on um, iTunes, thank you for that. I really, I think that helps with the exposure of this show. So if you haven't yet and you think we've earned it, uh, that would be great as well. So thank you uh, very much if you've done that. If you haven't done that yet and you think we've earned it, if we could ask of that, that would also be great. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>